Search firm Chris Hunt presents our Moving Up podcast, a place where CEOs, recruiters, C-suites, and executives discuss their previous experience and provide tips to candidates and clients who are looking to excel. Some of the topics we'll cover are how to stay up to date on market trends, how to retain employees, and giving overall advice on how to move forward in your career. Victoria Djokovic, our podcast host, is the Vice President of Chris Hunt and has over 20 years of experience in the staffing industry. She can't wait to share her secrets to success. So make sure to tune in. Good morning. This is um, Chris Hunt in our second podcast, and we have two guests today that are going to help us talk about some changes in recruitment and looking at it from a marketing standpoint. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit. Marie, would you like to start? Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm very happy to, to, to be here. Um, Marie-Christine Drolet, president of Atman Co. Uh, so we're doing psychometric. We've been doing that for years and years uh, for selection and onboarding process. Uh, so, so I'm very happy uh, to, to talk about uh, marketing, which is go, uh, getting so much closer to, to, to selection uh, nowadays. Great. I'm anxious to hear about the psychometrics as it's part of um, looking at marketing. So, um, and then uh, I always say your name wrong because of my friend. So, I can't it's a help very myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's Elias, and um, I'm, um, I run innovation for a few companies. Uh, I, I work a lot in marketing. And um, I'd love to discuss some of the things that actually we use in terms of values, uh, competencies, what we look at when, when we recruit and what I've been seeing also with, uh, with my peers. So um, Marie and I, we are here in Montreal. So we say hello from uh, the uh, French uh, Quebec uh, city in, in North America. Oh, yes. Thanks for um, um, bringing that up. I forgot to mention that uh, we are uh, engaging with our Canadian uh, friends and uh, looking at it from a North, North American perspective uh, in general. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, and I think the other thing that we'll, we'll, I'll kind of share here is that we're talking, we want to talk about a couple of these things. Um, uh, Elias looked at the, has some kind of key pillars that we want to talk about, and then we want to talk about the psychometric, but we are going to you know, focus it in on the recruitment of marketing and uh, the changes in the marketing field. Uh, that is one of the areas that Chris Hunt works in as well. So um, I think uh, with Elias, maybe you're our starting point with your pillars that you, you know, have kind of been absolutely. talking to Marie and I about. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, things have been changing a lot, even before, uh, before COVID. Um, and we started to looking at, you know, the, the marketing role in general as uh, you cannot have a generalist and one person doing everything. It, it doesn't, it, it works sometimes, but it can be overwhelming. Uh, so, and we started noticing that young generations, you know, they came with a mindset where they want to focus on a speciality of uh, marketing, you know, uh, many they just want to do social media others they only want to do you know content uh, marketing uh, others they want to only focus on uh, automation so in order for us to uh, to adapt to these changes also uh, a lot of them they're looking for uh, you know shorter uh, period of engagement in a week uh, in a week work like 30 hours uh, week works uh, work from anywhere flexibility you know uh, no more uh, 9 to 5 covid actually 
help expedite these. But we've been seeing this for the last, you know, three, four years, especially with, uh, with marketers. So in order for us to be able to, you know, to adapt to these changes, we implemented in turn, we started doing internally some, uh, some of the, you know, uh, uh, these specialities and recruiting people according to actually the time that they want to work. If you want to work 30 hours, okay, this is the list of responsibilities. Then you work 30 hours and this is how we onboard you um, uh, with that. Uh, however, when we recruit marketers, um, uh, we look at two separate major things. The first one is the core value pillars that you mentioned, uh, Victoria, uh, but these are across um, everyone who wants to join, you know, uh, whether Databoom, EBCard, or, or any of the company that we work with. And the second one is the core competencies of, uh, for, for, for marketers that we look at. So for the pillars, um, what, what, we, what we need to understand about marketers is that they need to have um, four things that we need to see and touch in order for us to see uh, if, if they're a good fit, culture fit, and also potential um, you know, um, um, uh, career uh, fit. So uh, the first one is curiosity. Uh, and uh, it's a very important one to start with. Uh, so during a recruitment process, if someone starts asking questions, well, this is like, I'm not gonna say 10 points, we're not grading them like this, but it's an advantage. Someone is like asking me questions, they're curious to know, um, you know, about other things that they find on social media, on. Uh, on uh, on the website or whatever they read, uh, you know, out their content coming from the from the company that uh, is is recruiting them. So we have curiosity, coachability. It's important because the more a person is coachable, the more they can grow. The more you know, they can facilitate the communication uh, and show that they are actually they can be part of uh, a larger vision than only themselves. Um, ethics has been always there uh, because it's something that. In any time of, you know, whether we are in the 1990s or, uh, or now or even earlier than that, um, we need to be honest about everything we do and, uh, and uh, achievement. So whatever you did, even if you're fresh from school, uh, from university, if you did uh, a play and, uh, or got a trophy at uh, athlete work, whatever extracurriculum, uh, you know, achievement you have done in your life, it shows that you're someone who is committed and, and you're capable of actually, you know, uh, going the, uh, the length in order for you to be able to get to your uh, goals and targets. So uh, going back to your, uh, to your pillars, these are the four like values that, that are very, very important, you know, as, as a first step into making sure, okay, now we can go to the second part and see the competencies as a marketer and what you can bring actually to the team and the company. So one, so um, if I can just take a quick step back and ask you a question. About, so you have curiosity, coachability, achievement, and the ethics, which right is the transparency that we always are talking about. Absolutely. Are those four specifically for your marketing um, positions, or are they across? Those are the same four pillars for any position in your organization. Uh, they are mostly for the frontliners. So we're talking marketing, sales, customer support, because they need to be curious, ask questions, and they, they need to be coachable. 
But also we started using them also with the backend with developers, you know, uh, even even accountants, just for them to know, you know, it's important to have these. So it started with the frontliners using it, but now it's across the entire organization. Um, so uh, yeah, this is this is it. And um, in that curiosity, what does that look like for you? Or, in, or Marie, if you're experiencing the same thing as curiosity as a pillar, what does that look like? You want to go ahead? Oh, yeah, go ahead and I'll, I'll complete, I'll add some, uh, something. <laughs> okay. Jump in there, Marie. <laughs> look, um, this, this, this has been a quite um, an adventure, even, even for me on a personal level. Um, when when my first son was born um, and started interacting with the world, he started like I started seeing things from his eyes, and I was like, you know, like we're walking on the street, and he sees a bug, and he stops, and it's a bug, a bug crying out, crying out loud, following it and looking at it and just admiring it for so many. And for me, and I was I, I was standing there, and I didn't understand anything until it hit me. I'm I'm getting. I forgot about how seeing things, you know, from a, from a, from a, from a, from a kid's perspective, everything around us. And then I started looking at things, you know, I notice trees now, birds, I stop and I see them fly. I see the colors and I ask questions. And now I can, I, I can ask Siri anything I want. Like, Hey Siri, why the woodpecker doesn't hurt his head when he's knocking on, uh, on a tree. And this made me realize that, you know, um, and now he's serious. He's it's <laughs> she's answering me on the phone. <laughs> so, so 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 it, it made me realize that actually I'm a curious person, but for a long time I forgot uh, about this because and it's important to show it. And then I understood that the more I'm curious, the better I, I do my work. I started also asking questions, you know, and a lot of things started evolving just because I reopened my mind about um, curiosity. And, uh, and this is where, you know, it, it hit me. And uh, I, I started talking to people. And when, when they ask questions, when they show these, this genuine, you know, interest in knowing and learning, this is, for me at least, it's like a proof, a stamp that they are eager to learn. And whoever is eager to learn, in my opinion, is eager to grow. And whoever is eager to grow, he's eager to do things and help you out and be part of even something bigger than only uh, himself. That's why, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that it happened, uh, it happened to me. Maybe for others, it was very simple. Uh, but for me, I, it, 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 the trigger, uh, like looking at a kid, how he sees things, like became now like the most important uh, thing, uh, a driver. So it sounds like your son made you a little kid again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, um, I dislike sometimes. My wife doesn't like sometimes this part of... <laughs> okay, can you stop playing video questioning. games now? <laughs> You're questioning her all the time, right? <laughs> oh, great. So... Um, 
And then I think we also sort of talked about how these lead into some sub skills that we think are very important in the marketing field. I, you know, I think as part of our discussion here, we're just trying to kind of bring out some of the, the new ideas and nuances, and then we can kind of get around to like through the psychometrics that Marie is really excited about. Um, we can figure out how that translates into better recruitment for us overall. But I think there was a few sub, sub skills, copy, writing absolutely understanding some of that that you also yeah. have some thoughts on yeah there are there, uh, also we look we look at um, uh, we look at three um, you know uh, we're talking here like the technical competency um, uh, copyright writing skills so because today if you are an email marketer if you are um, uh, you know a social media specialist uh, um, website, uh, you know, a creator. Uh, writing skills is very important. We don't want to sound like robots. We don't want to use, you know, jargon that is over abused. Uh, we just want to uh, create, you know, conversational uh, writing, um, uh, you know, that makes you, when you look at content, regardless where it is, you, it just, it, it speaks to you when you read it in a way that is, that makes sense without the complexity and it's understandable and it, it helps you actually enjoy uh, you know spending time uh, on 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 our content regardless where where it is so any any marketer uh, for us is very important to have this skill and it's something that unfortunately and this is i talked about it in one of my lectures at one of the universities here in montreal uh, and they don't teach you this kind of conversational writing. They, they uh, on the contrary, they make you write, you know, these 10, 15 pages of, uh, you know, uh, 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 with all the, you have to use big words from this Pythoras uh, or get the dictionary to understand the words that, but this is not the reality. Um, if you want to teach marketers, you know, writing skills, you should teach them conversational writing, how to write the way they, they, they talk. So writing is very, very important for any, any marketer, regardless of the function that they, they, they want to focus on. And then- I could- Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe Marie and I can jump in here for one second. Um, of course. About that, Marie is just, <laughs> I agree that there is, um, you know, because there, we have to generate so much content. It needs to be, personal, it needs to be something that people can relate to very quickly um, versus a very, you know, uh, strict English or French version of, of documentation. So I can see where that, you know, that ability to um, understand, you know, proper language, but convert that into something that other people are going to be interested in is really important. Marie, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, well, it, it goes uh, in the same way. Like, uh, it's one thing to know the words, to be able to create some sentences, but it's another thing to have have empathy towards your uh, your audience. Uh, so you want to have people that uh, write well, but to write for the right audience and that uh, they feel this audience and I, also what i would add is that there's also this emo emotional part that you want to have uh this part where you uh, the yeah. marketer really love the product or rub the people that they're working with and for uh to have this emotional part to, to make to, 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 to that will transcend uh 
the message uh, once they're, you know, uh, on social media and, and whatever. So it's not just about words. I would say it's about feeling it and, uh, and bringing all your heart into it. That really makes a, a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah that, I think that's really super important. So, absolutely. Uh, so, there, I'm sorry, you had a few other um, sub skills. No, it's it, it's just and it, it, it's it's hard to write. Uh, when I started doing it, it was like, uh, okay, I started with my emails, like one-on-one -on -one emails, and uh, it took me. Uh, so English is my fourth language, but I I I've been studying it for more than 20 years, so uh, I'm I'm good at it. <laughs> But when I started writing these emails, uh, they they were like lengthy, and I was seeing you know like 15 years ago copies that contained words like uh, scalability and other jargons uh, that you know uh, uh, that people love to write because they they sound smarter. Uh, but but now it's just uh, you know very simple. Um, and, and short sentences, straight to the point. Uh, use very simple English for, uh, you know, a seven-year-old can understand what you're saying. Um, so this is the kind of uh, approach uh, that um, that that we 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 would we would want to see being used. And I, you Does know, make I, sense. I agree with you, and I mean, I. I didn't even think about that initially, but you know, in the marketing world, there is so much jargon. And for years, it had just really <laughs> bothered me. It's like, you know, that's, you know, buzzwords, jargon, it, it's unimpressive <laughs> is what I think. So, <laughs> even though we're trying, yeah. they're trying to sound impressive. I find it to be very unimpressive because I'm like, just get to the point. I need to understand what yeah. you're trying to communicate to me without having to Absolutely. go get a a, th a thesaurus or a uh, dictionary to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's annoying when you come to a website and you don't actually understand what, what they're doing. So you get frustrated and you, you leave. I'm, I'm talking website. Now I'm not talking also like the part where Marie added, you know, uh, uh, content that actually you and, and you, Victoria, you know, we were investing so much in content because and we in context like marie said because we want to be different and we want to attract people you know to see what we do and everything so so it's it's a tough skill to uh, to develop but once you have it and you're on the way it's something that one of the best assets you can have agreed very much so um okay so it's you know so we kind of outlined you know a little bit about how marketing positions have changed um, there's probably more we can certainly add, and we can add that as we go. But I think your idea of these, you know, key pillars, these subsets, and particularly in the writing, communicating, understanding yeah. um, aspect of it, you know. But um, I think what really um, becomes important is how do we translate that into a hiring practice that can help us identify those. I mean, that you know, from a, a recruitment standpoint, that is always kind of the bottom line issue, right? How do we actually then? Um, convert this into something that we can do and how do we create an opportunity to make sure that we have people who want to come to work for us because we have that in place so marie i think that's where your psychometric stuff yeah. <laughs> well I, i'd like to add that you know uh, the psychometric but it comes not at the end but in the process before that uh you have to make sure that you as a business 
are attractive. Uh, what you want to do is you have you want to have the choice. You want to have many, many, many choices. <laughs> so so what you want to do is really use this marketing uh, not only to sell your solution, your product, but you want to sell your company, your organization, a, a great place to, to work and uh, and do great things. Uh, so that's the first thing uh, that uh, first factor that will uh, give you the opportunity to do your job well. In, the, in selection. Once you have this pool of great people because you're a great organization with, uh, with great uh, uh, leaders, uh, then what you wanna do is uh, make sure that you understand who we are, who you are as a culture. So what you are and what you are not, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I can give you an example. Uh, at Atman, you have to be uh, uh, oriented toward action because there's many things going on. You have to be uh, service oriented. So the, he, the, these are two things that if you don't have it, it doesn't matter which uh, which area, it's, it's a no-go and it won't work. And there's going to be a lot of pressure in your organization. So you want to find the three or four competencies that are just a, a, a no-go if they don't have. And then after you want to have, you know, the, the, the skills that are uh, specific to your position. Um, in marketing, uh, especially if you talk about the learning curve, may, making sure that the person just can get a lot of information and read a lot, and then after see the opportunity, make some uh, link between uh, idea or event or whatever, you want to have a person that has a good learning capacity. So that's the, uh, 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 in general, whatever position, it's the, the, the best performance predictor that we can, uh, that we, you can have. So that's the first thing that you want to assess. After once that is done, uh, you want also to see uh, what's, you know, what you are looking for. Is it like a marketer that will just follow the rules and, uh, and do the technology and just um, do the job? Or do you want a marketer that is really creative and create content on their own? And 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 you're gonna if they don't do exactly what you want, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. Or if you're a big corporate organization, it has to follow a very uh, strict line. So you want to know what you need as a marketer. Is it a, a person that is very creative? So these things you can find in the uh, psychometric assessment, for example. So, but at the same time, you you uh, you need a person that is also organized because there there is a sign, sense of uh, of timing in marketing. When are the events? When do we start to make sure that we are uh, right on time uh, for the event and we we can get the, uh, the 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 right timing? So it's it's a it's a a, a right balance between jumping into the, the action, but at the same time, being quite organized to, to be in control and get the full um, impact on the things that uh, related to the things that you do, not doing them too late, uh, for example. So um, do you have a psychometric um, test that you utilize? Um, are there some other kind of testing? I mean, is it testing that you're using to identify these folks? Do you have some methodology around it? Yeah. Um, I think uh, right, there's a lot of pieces here, but how do you kind of pluck them out of the air and turn them into something that's going to get those people for you? Yeah, well, the first, uh, the first um, uh, action that people tend to do is just to say, oh, do I like this person and during the interview? But there's not a big relationship between liking this person and the actual performance. So bringing a tool uh, that is, 
uh, then again, uh, then again, a right tool because there's many in the, on the market that uh, is scientifically validated and will give you the right measures uh, to look for uh, to, to 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 see if this person is right for your the job and for your your organization. There's many tools on the market, but what you want to do is you want to make sure that probably uh, first you have a tool that has that assess learning capacity, uh, and also you want to have a tool that is precise enough in the personality so so it gives you a big range so um having like for example like big box and say uh, you are yellow right blue um that can do for team building uh but for selection is not so much the the, the it's not the best idea so you want to have validated tool but also the, uh, tools that are precise uh, to, to 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 get the right information and then once you have that you can have uh, also um interview guides that allows you to ask the right be, uh, uh, the right question in in the best way with behavioral questions uh not uh, instead of saying are you organized <laughs> for example uh so 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 you want to have a support of course I am. Allows... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you, you want me to be question. i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever chick <laughs> so 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 yeah you want you really truly want to have uh, some support that guide you see things that you wouldn't see at, uh, at the beginning because uh, you know, uh, we all have bias, and to bring it back to um, to uh, what is, if I compare this person with a specific sampling, uh, then that gives me an idea of what she really can do, um, and it really makes a difference uh, down the line to, to choose the the people for the right reason, being uh, aware of what they can really do. And that being said, there's a, one thing that I'd uh, like to mention is that the performance during the interview doesn't have a relationship with the performance on the job so uh, sometimes you're going to get people that are super good at selling their their uh, their, their candidacy but once it's time to do the job it really doesn't work they're a big talker and there are others that are more traditional that they follow the rules and they have this tendency to say oh i haven't done that even though they have done some kind of uh, some activity so so you have to be there and ready to see what's the where is the treasure <laughs> where is uh, what i need and to help those people um shine uh, if they don't have this talent of uh, of promoting themselves because what i want to know down the line is what's the potential doing the job i think that's such an interesting point because you know so many people in our in my industry you know they talk to people about and help them prepare to do interviews and things of that nature and you know they can't you know and they're trying to kind of mold them into the right answer for a position and at the end of the day getting the right answer for a position doesn't necessarily mean ultimately you'll be a good fit for that company because we can go back to your ideas about curiosity and culture and things like that but you know somebody who's a little quieter maybe a little more honest could end up being a really major producer for you but you've got to be able to kind of see through those gems one thing that might be really interesting for either of you, if you have some validated tests that you've used or like, we could add those as links um, in the podcast uh, for people to kind of ex examine and look at, um, or any other things along those lines that you, you might want to share. We can add that um, for folks. But um, I don't know, um, Elias. Do you? I'll have tell any you. 
Yeah, and yeah. Actually, 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 we use um, Marie's tool. <laughs> 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 we, we, we've, been, we've been using Atman for, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four years now. Um, but I, I'm following a process that is very, very new. <laughs> a lot of, uh, when I talk, you know, here peer to peer, you know, with my, with my fellow uh, colleagues, uh, they always tell me you, you'd like to always create something new and, and, and try it out. Uh, and I always say, listen, I'm just figuring out better ways so that I can be actually, so I can achieve more and work less. So I, you know, I have a target. I want to get a certain age. I want to be able to, you know, work just the fraction of what I'm doing, but having, you know, a higher impact. So one of the one of the things that we're doing right now, when we have a position that needs to be filled, actually before talking, before doing anything, we send Atman's Atman's uh, test. Uh, like I introduce myself, me personally, like uh, hello Victoria, uh, I know you're interested in joining us, you know, as chief of operation. Uh, I'd love to connect with you, but before we start, I need you to just in 45 minutes help me out better understand you and have a better conversation with you through the results of a test that we leverage to know you better and for us also to give you if it's you we are a good fit even for you because what marie said um it's important today that i can I turn you on if, if you're not <laughs> then you don't want to be with me you know so it's a this two-way uh, and I, 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 Marie, thank you for sharing this because many don't understand it yet. Many think that, you know, he's an employee, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's like, um, uh, it's like grant for granted. I'm his employer, you know, uh, it's, uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to take him for granted. And it, it's completely wrong. And once this is established, then... So when, when we send this test and we get the results, I'd love reading them because I understand, I understand now like the pillars we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, for achievement. Because in achievement, you look at, you know, organization skills, you know, you look at the, the, the stress, if they, if they stress, independency and dependencies and so on. And it can facilitate the conversation as a first step. Because uh, I, I don't know about you, Victoria, you can tell me from your experience, but I don't ask for a CV. Instead of the CV, do this test, talk, and then when we're talking about the achievements, then I, then he can talk about his curriculum or extracurriculum achievement. And and from there, there's also this like this feeling that is actually supported by the data that we get from the test and from the conversation that makes it a go or no go. That that's how we're adapting it. I talk to many, uh, they, they always look at me in a very weird way, but I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with the results I get. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I would love it if we could get rid of resumes and CVs. I'm not sure they're really <laughs> the best indicator of people's abilities, um, you know, and um, so, yeah. You can I, have good writing skills, you know, right? if you are creative. Yeah. Writing skills It'd be and almost stuff. better if they could there write is, an essay about, you know, is, what they've done yeah. with their, you know, career or their there life. Is still, or there's like still that. a plus. Yeah. <laughs> there is still a plus, but but we're, we're not adapting it in, in our process. Does it make sense for you, Marie? 
yeah well you know there's so much so many lies and cvs that uh uh you have to be careful and see for what it is just a starting point for the conversation but uh, uh uh but down the line it shouldn't be what really makes the difference and 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 sometimes also it brings me to the experience uh, we feel reassured if this person has that many uh, years of experience and that this uh, type of education, and now we don't have the choice uh, as much anymore. Uh, and and we uh, and and that being said, we uh, experienced people know that uh, experience doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna be able to do the job. So so what you want to do is do you have the inner talent? Are you naturally built? To do to to do the job that we're asking you to do, and that really helps you uh, create the right condition to make the, the the best decision. Because there are very high costs of hiring uh, uh, people that don't have their big talker or really nice resume. Yeah, but yeah. when it gets to do the job, they have very uh, can have they can have really sneaky strategy. To, so they they don't lose face and they, they they don't look as bad as they are and you can um and and you can lose really good employee in the, these type of dynamics that are created just simply because we haven't we didn't choose the right uh, person that being said we all do mistake <laughs> i like yeah, to compare doing selection <laughs> <laughs> like uh, being a, a defense football player, uh, soccer player for for North America, uh, uh, you're you're it's not going to be hundred percent. But what you want to do is have this higher bring higher your 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 capacity to to see the right potential, not uh, be, uh, not letting go uh, uh, right potential, and 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 not taking. Uh, the ones that won't make won't make a difference in your organization. So, so but that being said, it's you're not going to get hundred percent. It's uh, <laughs> it's life. I, I can guarantee. No matter which tool you have, um, you have to you you just want to uh, do better every time. You want to learn, and you want to learn about yourself, about your organi organization, what works and what doesn't work in doesn't or, work. your organization, mm -hmm. and then you build from there. So. Um, Quick question on the, so I think you mentioned early on, Marie, about making sure you have a big pool of people that you get to choose from. And, you know, part of that sort of ties into, you know, we're talking about marketing positions right now and how do we find these qualified marketing folks? Cause there's a lot of complex aspects to it, but um, you know, how do you keep, you know, get that pool, design your company, market your company, right? It's really about marketing out your company as, um, for all of the strengths or things that you want to be promoting within that organization so that you kind of, they're coming to you versus you having to go find them when you're in desperate need, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, there's, uh, it's one thing to do marketing and some organizations are really good at promoting even sometimes things that they don't have inside internally. Um, uh, it works for a short period of time and people leave. People are not full. Uh, they, uh, so, so what you want to do at uh, first is you want to become a better 
organization, a great place to be, a great place to work, which may will make a difference where it's going to be easy to get some shots uh, uh, with happy people because you make them happy. Uh, uh, it's going to be easy to get people to, to promote your uh, uh, the message that you're sending out just because it makes sense. And the employees will say, I love this quote and I'm just going to uh, uh, repost it. So, so what you want to do is really to be a genuine uh, genuinely good a place where you you take care of your employee uh, where you support your manager and make sure that they're good before we could put up with bad managers now we're not as patient and we have the choice as employees <laughs> so you want to make sure that you have those things and then after from there uh, uh, marketing can take all the shots and all the, the 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 great thing about your organization and just promote it as it is. But you have to be something interesting. But you don't, uh, and also you have to know again, uh, know who you are, and and live with it. Are you cool? Are you corporate? Are you uh, uh, and, <laughs> and 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 you know uh, where do you stand? And 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 and. If you are very corporate, don't try to to to, to get the cooler coolest marketer uh, on on earth. He's not gonna he's not gonna stay. Uh, so so it's really always about finding being great, uh, having a choice, and then selecting people that where there's a, a good fit in terms of who we are. Yeah, I, that is so important because I have a you know, friend that I've had for forever and ever, and she'll be the first person to tell you, she goes, I don't want to be in a mid-sized company. I want to be in a corporate company. I want all the bells and whistles that a big corporation gives me. And I've always admired her for being able to just say that flat out. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't want, she goes, I want that stuff and I'm not going to get it in a smaller organization. So, yeah. right. I think you just have to own who you are and, and yeah. It, which is so important. It's that awesome authenticity, easy word to say. Um, and, um, you know, so I think that that's such an important point is, you know, really know who you are, own who you are, know, you know, where you fit in the scope of things. And then, you know, there are going to be people who want to be um, with you if you're, you know, a good organization that fits their needs and, um, you know, helping them understand what you know, what they really want and recognizing that when you're having conversations that, you know, wow, it sounds like you really want to be with a big corporate organization and, you know, so that they can own it too. And they can, you know, maybe help look for their right, you know, right fit down the road. I have one other um, interesting question I'd like to, you know, that I find interesting that I'd like to talk to you guys about. Um, you know, I found, you know, in the course of my career, I, you know, I was much more of a generalist. I found it, you know, kind of easy to move between industries. Um, you know, I worry about some younger folks these days. I feel like they're really getting boxed into a specialization very early. And, you know, these companies don't want to hire outside of that specialization or take a ch chance on folks that maybe they can do something else. But I've been very fortunate. I've run into people and they're like, oh, we, well, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll take that on. And, you know, I learned a lot by doing that. But I think in, you know, nowadays they would probably never let me do it. So what are your thoughts on some of that? You know, are we missing out on talent because we're putting them in a box so very early? 
we can't afford to do that anymore. Uh, it's a global competition for resources and, and to say, you know, to have the, the exact specific uh, uh, specialization, uh, it's less and less the case. Uh, so what you want to do is, uh, I think it's going to be the opposite. People will, uh, will want to go more with, uh, uh, with trying out uh, new things, new, new way of doing and, and trying to look for basic skills or a basic, a ba basic talent. Uh, what I see in in your case, uh, Victoria, is is that you you seem to have this curiosity. Uh, you seem to have this uh, capacity to to learn to make some uh, connection between two uh, different information, and that's what you wanna that's what you wanna do. Uh, I've seen quite a few people being in a one specific uh, studying in one specific industry and just switching, and they're just great just because they have developed their ability to find the information to do a good analysis and just to, you know, to, 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 to work from there. Uh, so so uh, specialization, it's a luxury that I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know, uh, Elias, if you agree, but I, I don't think we have this, uh, not in Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> Such a well, shortage from, of uh, labor. Yeah, I, I know, but from, from what I'm seeing, and that's one of the reasons why the gig economy is exploding. Uh, it's because uh, people, yes, you like Marie, you said something very important. You have some people, and I think the three of us here are are generalists. We like to learn from many different things and then just combine all this expertise because it enriches our lives and so on. And there are many who are like that. And for some time, we thought that the specialist actually is more worthy to a company than a generalist. But until recently, like from Harvard Business Review uh, article I read a few months ago, it's actually the opposite. Journalist now is valued actually more. But going back to the point, um, it's, it's a character thing. As long as the company doesn't uh, enforce a certain path on the employee and the employee is stuck for some reason in this path. So this is a big X, unless this is the case, the choice of being specialized again and like doing social media posts for 20 hours a week. This is how much I wanna work and this is the only thing I wanna do. I know many people who want to do that. Again, that's if you go on platforms like Upwork and Fiverr and you'll see them, you see, you know, these uh, the freelancers, uh, they have, they are very good at, you know, one or two things they do, and this is the only thing they want to do. Uh, I think it's a choice and I think it's good, um, for them. It, it allows the uh, ones to be generous, to have, you know, more, uh, a, a balance. Um, but, um, I think there's growth in, in both of them. But again, the big X is me as an employer never because I have a leverage on the employee never to set this uh, and not give the option. That's, that's the big no, but yeah. does it make yeah. sense? Yeah, I no, I see there's paths both ways, I think. Um, and, and probably the pendulum is swinging back the other way just a little, you know, at this point, but I did see for a long time where even just to move from one job to the other, you know, the only way you were going to do that is if you moved almost exactly into the same job yeah it's just it doesn't you know, it doesn't make sense just for a little more money but it wasn't really going to develop a career for you you know a career you know 
and thank you for your comments about me, uh, Marie, but I got that because I had a mentor who was awesome. And you know, she just threw stuff at me and said, okay, figure it out and come see me if you need more help. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, or somebody said, oh, I think you'd be really great at this. You want to come over here and give it a try. So, um, you know, so I've been fortunate that way. But I think, um, you know, for a while there, I did see where it was very like, if you don't have this exact, if you haven't already been doing this job, you know, you're not going to get an opportunity to, to go over here and, and maybe do um something similar because you just don't have you know that background yeah. and um you know it it seems a little daunting to me for for um a younger generation that um it might limit their career or their ability to develop a career just as a thought but, but it, it, it 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 looks also like judging a book from the cover uh, like you said if I worked in four different industries across four different continents, and they are completely separate in different roles from product to project management to customer service engineering. It, it was like across so many different functions, business development. So nothing like they were not even connected back, you know, back end, front end. So um, and it was very enriching, uh, but I, I was never stopped because uh, that I didn't have experience in this. I was also lucky like you, uh, Victoria. So I, I wasn't stopped because, hey, you don't have experience in, uh, in telco, so we can't recruit you. No, this didn't, didn't happen. Uh, and it, should, it shouldn't happen. Um, if, let's say, uh, you never had experience as a marketer, uh, but you, you're interested in joining as a marketer, you have the basic stuff, good writing skills, you understand data and you, you're good with tech, uh, MarTech, you know, software, uh, then there's absolutely no reason why you can't actually, um, you know, um, be in this position uh, because, uh, you know, uh, even, even we haven't tried. So we can't know if you don't try, if you don't try. I don't know if it, may, if it makes right. any sense, no, but I'm, 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 I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah, no, and I see, you know, there, you know, sometimes you have certain objectives, obviously, you know, and I think the one that I can probably give you the biggest example is, is in SaaS sales uh, for, you know, software, but there's only so many of them out there who have done it, <laughs> right? And so somewhere in the space, you have to give people, you know, who are good salespeople who can probably take that same skill set and they just need to learn your product over and, you know, they could actually do a better job than some of your, you know, the people who have just been in, you know, doing SaaS sales and they've just moved from one software to the other to the other. So, yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's a, a broader perspective that needs to be opened up there a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like going, well, maybe I should just open up a SaaS school and, you know, I can take them all the, SaaS, all the SaaS stuff and then they can, you know, qualify to be a SaaS salesperson, but, you know, but they're already good salespeople. So I don't know. So, um, uh, but I, I think there's just, you know, as the labor shortage continues, um, you know, and, and they've been telling us that's been coming for a long time. That's not anything new. I mean, I think oh, I've yeah. been hearing that for the last 15 years. So it's here. And, you know, now, you know, we've got to open up our minds a little bit about who can do, yeah. you know, and how much we're willing to, 
you know, give them a leg up or train them on how to, you know, do some of these things. Yeah, I've and, seen and, uh, this exactly. Uh, uh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, well, I was going to say there are some positions where it's really in a, in a talent, natural talent. Sales is the best example. And I, I, I'm a good example of that where I, I was more in, in, in a nonprofit organization when I switched to Adman uh, 15 years ago. Uh, and, and I remember the CEO of the Times saying, well, you know, I can see you in sales. And I said, I've never been, I've never done sales before, uh, but I can try. I like to try things. And uh, I remember a few months later being with a client uh, in a restaurant and, you know, just socializing and, 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 and saying, am I really paid to do that? Like, it's so easy. Uh, so, so, but uh, when, <laughs> so when, when you try to look for natural talent, it really makes a difference, particularly for sales. And I would say, um, uh, also management, where, uh, you know, being able to uh, have show courage for a manager of courage, courage, for example, uh, where people are creative, uh, good with people, uh, show empathy and so on. So there are some natural skills that uh, people have that they don't necessarily need to have everything and being so specialized. That being said, it's a good idea to do uh, like uh, not too much of a big step when you change like you know there's a people uh, say well you can change domain but keep this the same skills or change try new skills but stay in the same domain sector or whatever so yeah. it's you know to just try make a step that is reasonably uh where you you have some asset not in terms of skills but in terms of other knowledge that will compensate for what to you know what you don't have so that could be like a starting point uh, there yeah, no, I think those are all good points. So um, I guess we've been on for a little while now, longer than I probably thought. So yeah. <laughs> we don't want to bore anybody. So why don't we wrap it up by um, just kind of highlighting, you know, what we think, we, you know, we talked about your pillars. So um, that's curiosity, coachability, achievement, and ethics. And then our subcategory of communication and writing. So, um, you know, what are kind of our key thoughts on, you know, how to, to make a better uh, hire or recruitment? You know, what are maybe our, maybe you could each give me your top three, I, you know, thoughts on that. Madame. Yes. <laughs> so how to make uh, be, uh, first of all be attractive <laughs> first, uh, first step to get uh, more candidates after have uh, a structured process uh, make sure that uh, you know what you want that you all agree in your team on what you want really important <laughs> not always the case and then when when you you go into the process get many do the interview get some psychometric tools uh, get some uh, well some will get some reference, uh, uh, some references, for example. So do a, a project so you can really uh, get a good sense of who uh, who this person is, uh, and it can be hired for the for the right reason. Uh, but get the tools. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, we'll absolutely. try and add a few here um, in the the links so that they'll they'll have a place to start. All right, yeah. Elias. Yeah, uh, go back to some of the points we talked. It's very important to know actually you as an employer, who you are and what you want. So uh, so this is going to make it easy for you to know who you choose uh, to bring on board. And then when you decide who what you want to bring on board, 
uh, follow a very, again, um, uh, clear process, uh, but don't complex. Uh, a clear process is a very simple one. You know, it takes you from A to B, uh, like fast, straight to the point without, you know, having uh, these uh, roadblocks or stopping and never again judge the book by its cover. Yes, I know having a beautiful cover is amazing, but sometimes when I have a beautiful cover, it can be a very, very bad book. So have a beautiful cover, but also have a great book. Um, uh, but, so choose, look, look, look at the candidate and the potential. Like Marie, when she was recruited in sales, she didn't have this background, but she actually she took Atman to a different level and now she owns the company. <laughs> so, so I, I, I was like, I've never worked in sales, but, uh, but after six months, I tripled the revenue of the company too. And I don't even like sales, but I tried it out out of curiosity and so on. So there's a possibility to see beyond what you already did. And this is something very important. This is the third most important uh, thing as, as, a, as, a, as a recruiter. Uh, stop looking at, you know, a checkbox. It's important, okay? But there's this interaction, the one-on-one -on -one conversation where what, the more we talk and the more we are at ease, um, the, 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 there's no more, you know, like blankets or layers or lies that it's going to be very raw. And this can help you make decisions and, and, and build a better team also. I like that that raw idea, yeah. Because yeah, it should be raw. It needs yeah. to be raw, and yeah. uh, that's. I think that's a great way to end. So I think <laughs> thank you both. You. It's been a delight. <laughs> um, and you brought up the onboarding thing at the end, so maybe we have to have another one of these where we talk about onboarding. <laughs> How to do that better and make sure that you, you know, once you've gone through this process to find that special person that you keep them with your organization because really that turnover is the major cost. And absolutely definitely absolutely. you want to have a wow effect right at the beginning well through your uh, selection process you're in uh, you need to, to be great uh, and the onboarding is just a, a, a key moment that uh, the employees will remember for a long time so, uh, so yeah there's many things uh, to do but we'll talk yeah. about it. all right well, and, <laughs> and you want them with results like fast results uh, you don't want you know Okay, I do on my onboarding, I expect results in three months or in six months. It should be even faster. And it can be faster. <laughs> so on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. It has been lovely. Thank you. And we will I will contact you again so to come back to that that discussion for sure. And on Perfect. that, we're gonna keep it raw, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>